0: For specific populations amongst New York City Christians, figuring out the marriage of the teachings of Jesus in their careers is an industry in and of itself. The temptation to let it consume our lives is ever-present and one that needs encouragement to fight against. Individuals all across the city wrestle with this temptation and how to participate in work that glorifies our Creator. For all intents and purposes, this type of Christian is who the pews of LSQ are filled with. Back in April, I began reaching out to people in the LSQ community to see how they were handling what was then the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. This is the third of four in-depth conversations with our brothers and sisters about how to handle faith and the other issues in their lives. In this episode, we focus on how one balances the internal drive to be the best worker they can be and the commitment to the church. That, of course, brings about other questions. How is someone formed into a good employee in Midtown New York City? How do you define good? How can you be an influence of love to care for your coworkers? How does Jesus compel his followers to utilize their faith to actively change their workplace for the better? I'm Ian Costin, and all of that and more is on this episode of LSQ Convos. Let's get started. A little bit about my guest. Born and raised in Mesquite, Texas, near Dallas. She attends New Hope, which is a church in Queens and has been there for three years. She used to work as a sales and marketing analyst at a jewelry company and now is the ministry coordinator for Redeemer Lincoln Square. I am pleased to introduce Cassidy McCowan. Hi, Cassidy.
1: Hey, Ian. How are you?
0: I am doing great. Uh, So it's interesting, as I think back to how you... Transitioned onto the Redeemer Lincoln Square team. It was a kind of an interesting and I guess chaotic beginning. Can you tell us if, about your first few days coming into the Redeemer family?
1: yes yeah, So kind of my first few days coming, starting uh, work at Redeemer. It was the very beginning of the shutdowns and everything of for, because of the coronavirus outbreak. Um, and so it was kind of chaotic in the sense of. Okay, have to get a work laptop and start working remotely and having not met everybody on our staff, so I was just trying to like kinda of, like dropped into this new position um in a very chaotic time.
0: Is there a sense of this almost doesn't feel real because everything's over screens?
1: I don't know. I would say it was more I would say it was more so awkward at first for me. Because everything was over screens. But I feel like as time has like gone on and I've gone to know um everyone better, more individually, uh through like Zoom or a phone call, it's helped a lot and it's made it seem like okay, like I'm I'm part of this family, part of this team and everything, without having met some of the people on this team.
0: And <laughs> talking about faith and work, I really am curious of what your biggest influences were on your understanding of faith and work growing up.
1: I would definitely have to say my dad has had a huge influence on that from very like early on. He has all in, has instilled in my siblings and I that like people will come first and um, getting to know them and understanding them and everything. And that kind of work almost comes secondary to the person um that you are interacting with like on a daily basis at work and so that early on taught me a lot about making connections with people and build it in the importance of building relationships with your coworkers and like the type of impact that can have um, and then I really didn't know too much about what how faith could integrate into work until um, post-college. Like in college, like I knew I wanted to work full-time. I felt like that was what God was calling me to do. Um, But I didn't really understand, oh, like what does it look like to pray for your coworkers or share the gospel with them or just have genuine interest in their lives,
0: What do you think was one of the biggest challenges you talked about coming out of college and you talked about, you know, there's a lot that you learned. What do you think was the biggest aha moment after you came out of college when you were hit with, okay, this is how I need to be, or this is what it means to be a good worker coming out of college and going to a full-time job?
1: For me, a big moment where I realized, oh, this is something that I need to change is Learn is learning the hard way that if I don't get get a project completed on time, or I try to hurry something along and miss some steps or something, that the consequence isn't just on me. It it hurts like the organization or company um, as well. And like in college, if I um, rushed on a paper or an assignment the consequence was on me. If I got a bad grade, it didn't affect anybody else. And so learning that, um, different actions can have a bigger consequence than I like would have. Um, and so just learning to be more diligent and, um, efficient and the learning, the importance of like accuracy is something that I really learned about post-college and and to better better be able to um, work as a team.
0: Going off of what you talked about learning the hard way, are there any specific failures that led you to learn specific lessons that you will always keep with you?
1: So a few years ago, I was co-leading an intern program here in New York, and I had these different evaluations I had to um, process for our interns. And I thought, like, oh, something that can be put on the back burner. It can be wait to be done. This doesn't need to happen several times, just a one and done type thing. Um... And so I kind of waited to the last minute to do this and I had a hard time um, getting these evaluations back from our intern supervisors. And I got in trouble by my supervisor by not following up with the interns and their supervisors to have them do these evaluations more regularly throughout the summer. And I just kind of had this assumption in my mind like oh this will get done I don't need to worry about it anymore but there was a lack of communication to where I learned that even if I think oh this will get done it doesn't hurt to go ahead and follow up with um whoever you're working with because especially like online and with how work is today um Follow up, even if you think you're being annoying, um, can be very beneficial to making sure you're getting uh, your work done and can be able to move on to your next project.
0: Off of that idea of the little things mattering, I'm curious as to what do you think is inspiring in the Bible to motivate us to not only necessarily be good co workers, but care about the little things?
1: I think. For me, I always go back to uh, Genesis, and in the beginning, I think it's in chapter two, um, is when God's like asking Adam to join him, basically, in 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 naming the animals and starting to work, and that's something that God could have done on him by himself. Like he doesn't need us, and but he allows us to be a part of what he's doing and how he's working in our lives and in other people's lives.
0: In every LSQ convo, there's so much more to dive into no matter the topic. A Christian understanding of faith and work is no different. Redeemer's Center for Faith and Work provides resources for integrating these inseparable topics. For more information, please visit faithandwork.com to find blogs, newsletters, books, coursework, and more. Now, back to our convo with Cassidy. How are you thinking back then about blessing others through your work and also in the relationships in their office? How did you think about it then, and how has it changed with your new job with Redeemer?
1: For me, I, I like to... I'm definitely like a helper, and if I don't have anything that I'm doing, I want to be doing something. And so... Um and that was something that like a lot of my coworkers they were like, "Whoa, I can I can't believe you actually like want to help me. Like you're done with what you have to do today, but you want to you want to help me out on on this spreadsheet and help me figure out this formula and it's like, yeah, why not? Like I have the time and we together we can work on this and figure it out. Um and I think in this new position it's kind of similar because i'm in a spot where i'm still learning a lot about what kind of my role encompasses but there's some things that i already have like a lot of like background knowledge on and so i'm able to for example uh for part of my job i i help drew with some of the social media stuff and and i already had previous experience, like running social media accounts and understanding, um, how, how that all works. And so I've been able to, uh, input ideas and everything and like help wherever I can and and always be able to, you know, if I'm not, if I'm not busy or something like finding out like, okay, is there anything I can do and collaborate with other people on our team? And, um, just to be able to also then use the top, my time wisely as well in that.
0: Specifically in the context of New York city, what is one of the biggest hurdles that you see others trying to overcome? And how would you encourage people to get over those?
1: I would encourage people to say, to to know that it's like never too late to start. Um. For me personally, I've learned that, you know, each day is a new day um, and how you start your week really does matter. Um, And so I think it's really easy to get into the habit of, especially in the workplace, um, when like on on Monday, the first day of the work week, when you go into the office and people are like, hey, how are you? How was your weekend? You just go into the normal niceties and say good good how was yours and instead of just kind of doing that I that kind of keeps things at like I feel like at a surface level of conversation and relationships um with people and so I feel like the way you start your um Monday off at work um definitely Change like the direct, direct trajectory of the rest of your week and your conversations just by saying like yeah I had a great weekend I for like, at least for right now it's like yeah I watched my church online this is what I learned and just kind of and just being more honest about like who you are I feel like it's very easy to hide behind um oh yeah I just hung out with my friends or or just not let yourself be not be who you are and just hide that. Um, And so I would want to encourage people to just know that you. it might be hard, but it just takes one conversation change to continue to just make it more natural of, yeah, this is who I am and this is what I want to share about my life and everything.
0: Are we thinking big in the sense of, not necessarily GDP and prosperity, but about how like me being a good worker does not mean either like, oh Ed, I'm a millionaire in my in my job and I, you know, I tithe half my money or something like that. Or I'm really poor and I work for ministry, like I'm working for God. That kind of thing.
1: You first have to have like an understanding of how um your relationship with Jesus intersects in all parts of your life and my favorite way to like think about this is is say like you have a a cheesecake and you it's like cut up into like slices but then you take i want chocolate sauce like on top of my cheesecake and so i'm squirting the chocolate sauce all around the cheesecake and it's getting on every single slice. And so, and that's kind of more represent representing like Jesus and being integrated in like all parts of our life. And I feel like once you have like a better understanding of like okay, Jesus is not just if Jesus is not just in my workplace if I work in full-time ministry and or just when I go to church and it's not at my my normal like 9 to 5 job Like, Jesus is in every part of your life. And so I think um, once you have, like, this basis of knowing that, like, okay, Jesus is with me always, and he is a part of every single aspect of my life, is when I feel like you can learn how to then um, serve him better I don't know if that's the right word to say or not but I feel like you're able to recognize and give him glory for what you're doing because it's it's only because of him that that I'm even here that I'm even doing this job and so I feel like once you recognize okay God is a part of this like it's easier to then um see that wow it's it is because of Jesus that that I am here and that, um, that I'm able to do this. And I want to, and you, in your mindset changes. Like, I want to give God the glory. Like, it's not because of me that I'm doing this, this job perfectly or anything like that. Like, because of Jesus, we have grace. And it allows you to, you know, if you mess up, like, it's okay. It's going to happen. Like, we're not perfect. And with having that, my, I think also a lot of people have a mindset of, okay, everything I do has to be perfect. Like I cannot mess up um, or else that's it. And I I feel like with having a relationship with Jesus, like it helps you to see that, like, no, like you're never going to be perfect. You're going to mess up. But because of his love for us, like he extends grace and whenever you extend grace to yourself, it then can teach others people like in your whether in in your, like your coworkers or whoever in your life like they're going to see this demonstration of grace
0: cassidy as usual i appreciate your honesty and your vulnerability and your encouragement for all of us to think deeply about why we do what we do and like you said it's just like uh, chocolate syrup on cheesecake jesus is everywhere and also honestly, it's tasty. So there you go. (laughs) Thank you so much, Cassidy. Thanks for chatting. and We'll talk soon. All right.
1: Thank you, Ian.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of LSQ Convos. Please tune in next time for the final episode of our four-part series of Early Pandemic Christian Life. Redeemer LSQ is a Christian church that believes in the saving power of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Though imperfectly, we strive to be a church not just for ourselves, but for others. You can find us streaming Sunday worship services on our Redeemer LSQ YouTube channel, other video resources, or register on our website to attend our next Sunday worship service. The music for today's episode is by Get Back Jack Productions and the Happy Go Lucky Band. Please leave a rating and a review so we can know what you think and how to improve what we do here on LSQ Convos. See you next time.